now presenting The Days Are Different, an astrological forecast by Nico Don. You are listening to Episode 1, which covers the week of April 5th to April 12th, 2020. Episodes are recorded live Sunday afternoons at Twitch TV slash VR underscore Nico. All right. Can y'all hear me? Is this happening? We're live. We're doing it. Yeah. Um, awesome. So, uh, I guess this is the first of what will hopefully be uh, some reoccurring uh, episodic astrological invocations for the week um uh in the form of a twitch stream that i am calling the days are different uh i am nico daunt i'm a 3d designer a computer science educator an astrology programmer and i am here today to talk to you about what is going on with the planets um what is going on with astrology uh, during these uh, really challenging and, and difficult times for everybody. Um, I don't know. There's a lot going on. Uh, I, I just kind of wanted to introduce this show. So it's, it's going to be called The Days Are Different. And I, I thought that was an important sort of approach to, to, um, to what I'm doing with the astrology uh, because astrology is all about cycles. It's, it's, it's not about fortune telling. It's not a, a magic eight ball that you can shake and get binary answers from. It's, it's, it's about interpretation of uh, planetary cycles. And whether or not you are skeptical of the efficacy of using astrology as a, a, a way to uh, in- interpret what's what's going on on a global level, on a personal level, I find it to be extremely helpful um, in navigating some of my personal challenges um, and also in providing an explanation for just what's what's going on in general. Um, so I called it the days are different to remind everybody that uh, astrology isn't shut down right now. It's still happening. The cycles are still occurring, and the days are, in fact, different. Um, and I know it, it's hard when we're we're in this uh, sort of uh, isolated state, um, telling the difference between uh, Monday or, or Sunday or Tuesday or or, or what's what's really going on when and I, I feel like that is why we can kind of uh, leverage uh, the cyclical nature and the dynamic nature of astrology to remind us that um, things are changing with us and there's there, there's there's something there's something happening right um, so what do I look at in this show well, I haven't really had a show yet, so um, this is the first of 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 w- what may be many. Uh, the days are different episodes, and I 
feel like I'm going to start most of the shows with kind of going over what I refer to as global transits. I call them global transits because um, it's it's where the the planets are from a geocentric location. That's like the Earth, but also because we are experiencing them globally as a collective unconscious. So, for instance, when somebody says uh, Mercury is retrograde, that is uh, what I would consider a global transit that affects everybody, right? So a full moon, a new moon, these are global transits. Um, uh, for instance, the full moon would be sun opposition moon. We'll get into all this later in the, in the episode. But essentially what we're doing here is uh, I want to educate um, through my offering of my astrological knowledge. And it, it'll basically be like a, a workshop on the current transits, um, kind of explanatory, uh, like just, just explanations of planetary archetypes, of zodiacal archetypes, and the energies that are present right now. Um, sort of a, a guide as to, to how to interact with the next week, the, the coming astrological transits. And um, just uh, all around like astrology moment. And we are going to be streaming live from my Twitch, which will be twitch.tv slash VR Nico. Uh, VR underscore Nico, and then Vern's Twitch at twitch.tv slash Vern's World with an O. That's World with an O. So W, or with a zero. W0RLD. Um, RLD. W, yeah, W0RLD, Vern's World. Um, and yeah, I'm going to try to keep up on this. And. Hopefully, if, if people turn out to it, y'all can uh, type stuff in the stream chat on Twitch, uh, get a hold of me on Instagram, at NicoDaunt, or if you have my phone number, you can just text me while I'm on air, and uh, we can do some pretty cool stuff with this. You know, I could start looking at people's charts on the air. I could um, potentially give uh, people personal guidance, um, answer questions, uh, specific questions people have around astrology. We can get creative with it, you know, just let, let it kind of move and, uh, and do its own thing and, and, and kind of have a life of its own. But for now it is very much in its infancy stage. And this is something I've been wanting to do for a while since, uh, since I was doing the hermetically sealed episodes on Freeform. Uh, which were, you know, it's it's radio broadcast. So I didn't have the visuals with me. And I feel like astrology with a natal chart, with a transit chart, is such a visual process. Um, and so what I have up here, as well as the marquee scrolling below me, is essentially uh, today's, uh, a, a, a view of today, um, astrologically this is, these are all the planetary pl placements at the moment um and then if you look at the marquee below you have a very slow rolling feature of uh all the planets sun through pluto um and their uh you know their degree placements within the zodiac um so 
my advice to you, if you're watching right now, um, because we do work through the global transits, but global transits affect your natal chart, is to go to astro.com and put in your birth information, pull up your natal chart. Um, if you have your natal chart saved somewhere else, that's great. Uh, pull, pull it out and, and follow along with the show because there, there are going to be moments where it may get a little interactive where, um, you know, I, I can, I can uh, answer questions you have about your personal natal chart and also uh, questions you have about the specific planetary transits that are occurring at the moment as they pertain to your natal chart. So my advice is if you're watching this show right now, which two of you are, um, then follow along with me and... Um, and uh, take your take your natal charts out, and and let's have a look at this uh, content together. Um, if you don't want to take your natal chart out, if you're like making breakfast or lunch or something, and and that's really not your speed, uh, you do you. I'm not gonna make you do anything. This is our time to relax and look at the astrology of the upcoming week together. I don't want to pressure anybody into nothing. All right. So, without further ado, let's dive right into the astrology. Um, all right, so the first transit we're going to look at is moon opposition Neptune. So it, you can see that Neptune is that uh, green glyph, 19 degrees Pisces, and right now it's creating an opposition with the moon in Virgo. And so this is an opposition between Virgo and Pisces. And, and the, the opposition between Virgo and Pisces I've always described as like... Um, the opposition between like subjective and objective points of view uh with uh, obviously pisces being this like subjective artistic creative mystical quality and virgo being this uh grounded objective rational energy but oppositions are usually felt as projections so this energy can kind of like i guess uh manifest as like an anxiety uh and again this, this is a global transit so it's like a collective unconscious anxiety it's a worldwide anxiety which i feel like is very uh, appropriate for the current time um working with this energy i would say the best advice is to uh, make sure that your creative outlets are as accessible as possible um because uh working with neptune energy generally has to do with like aligning yourself to your inspiration, align, aligning yourself to um, really express yourself creatively and feel that creative energy on like a natural level. But uh, Virgo implies that there is this element of like earthiness to the, the projection. So, um, you, you know, finding that grounding in whatever way you can at the moment is really important. Neptune energy has a tendency of like throwing things off of, of uh, making things kind of feel disillusioned, making things feel uh, murky, uh, unknown. Um, uh, you know, it's, it can be a very deceptive energy, much like inspiration is, is not really something you can tack down um, or explain in an objective uh, sense uh this this Neptune moon transit is likely going to kind of kick that 
like or, or bring that anxiety of of not being able to explain your your motive or your inspiration kind of to the forefront of your focus at the moment um and so moving forward through the week monday is just going to be like a huge day um for the moon in general um we're not going to feel that uh that full moon in Libra until Tuesday here in uh, Portland, Oregon in Pacific time. But on Monday, it starts making all these uh, transits through Libra and kind of uh, activating uh, different planets as it moves through the sign. One second, I'm going to take a sip of this shit. So Monday... Monday the 6th, we have this early morning transit at 2 in the morning, uh, moon opposition, Mercury, and Pisces. We're all going to be asleep for that. So, I mean, all these moon transits are really fleeting. The, the moon moves through the zodiac at a pretty quick pace. So it's going to be moving, moving, moving. Um, yeah, Monday will be like, I, I, I predict that Monday will be like a very emotionally charged day. Um the moon in Libra is this uh, sort of like, so, so Libra at the moment is this like graceful, harmonious, aesthetic energy, right? But we're going into this full moon in Libra on Tuesday the 7th. And what a full moon is, much like this uh, moon uh, Neptune opposition that I was just talking about, what a full moon is, is... Uh, sun moon opposition so again there is a projection an energy of projection right um and projection isn't really great energy like when we talk about projection when, when somebody's projecting something onto you it, it's not true it's not authentic it's not the genuine reality right and so full moons kind of have that uh activating energy of projection where uh it kind of feels like a call out or it feels like something is being put onto you, right? But uh, the the moon in Libra, because it's this harmonious energy, this graceful energy, this, this energy that draws your focus to your aesthetic on an emotional level, on an intuitive level, your brand, how you present yourself, your, your front-facing nature. Um, and... Because the sun is in Aries, which is more of a personally focused, protagonistic energy, you as the hero of your own hero quest energy. There's this projection um, of kind of the me versus us uh, energy. So, so Libra in this sense is relationships and communication remember it's an air sign so it, it does have this kind of like reflective energy to it in a sense um but what's hard is that libra has this balance libra has this this harmonious energy and um we're in this very imbalanced moment right so i would hazard a guess that most people are really feeling the aries placements right now um Sun in 16 degrees Aries, Chiron in 6 degrees Aries. We're feeling that fiery energy, that fiery Aries energy that kind of, uh, it provides you with a sense of initiative, right? It, it draws your focus to what you're doing, but um, it, 
it comes with the baggage of uh, frustration and irritability and um, not everybody likes this 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 focus being self-centered and not everybody likes this feeling of uh, having a sense of initiative about what they're doing you know some people will some people will kind of want to be in a more apathetic place. Um, and really what I feel like this, uh, this full moon on Tuesday is really going to bring out of everybody with the full moon in Libra is uh, sort of paying direct attention to how you are managing your own balance. So the Aries energy is going to pull us back into our bodies, pull us back into the, the I-ness, the, the me-ness of this moment. And the Libra energy is going to remind us that uh, we have uh, an inner harmony, an inner balance. Uh, there is this, this, uh, this aesthetic or, or this, um, this, there, there's an image that we're going for, an image of harmony that we're going for. And that's why I think that... In the long run, this fucking full moon in Libra is going to be pretty uncomfortable, especially in this moment where everybody is self-isolating. Um, like I said, how do you find balance in moments of imbalance? Um, how do you find uh, harmony in moments of global discord? Um, how do you find uh, your own inner gracefulness? when uh, you're being provided with the task of dealing with um, uh, a situation no one's ever dealt with before. Um, and again, I, I kind of want to reiterate this idea that we're all going through it together. So no one's ever gone through this before, but we're all in it together. It's, it's, it's a bit of a silver lining in this situation. Moving forward, um, at 11.50 a.m. On, on Tuesday, we're going to experience this uh, Mars square Uranus transit. And uh, what I want everybody to do, if you have your charts out, and if you're watching uh, with your personal natal chart out, I want you to go ahead and take a look at um, where... Uh, specifically where Capricorn and Aquarius are in your natal chart. Um, because if, if you look at this, um, this uh, natal chart or this, this chart for now that I have pulled up, you'll see that there's a lot of planetary co commotion in the late degrees of Capricorn and the early degrees of Aquarius. Um, and these planets are all within like a 10 degree orb of each other. Um, but there's been a lot of energy in Capricorn for like the last two years. And as astrologers, people have been looking at uh, winter 2020 specifically as this, this, this time of intensity. Um, I remember like years ago uh, looking up uh, maybe January uh, 2020 and seeing that we were going to experience this, um, this Saturn-Pluto uh, conjunction, this Jupiter-Pluto conjunction, um, all in, uh, all in this, this like four-month time span from January to April of, of 2020. And, and now we're living through it. And I was always like, what the fuck is going to happen winter 2020? And now I fucking realize, like, 
this shit's fucking happening. And so we're working with we're working with Capricorn and we're working with Aquarius. And I think these are two really poignant archetypes to kind of uh, drive home for you uh, to kind of explain the nature of like what we're fucking going through right now with the astrology, because it's so it, it, it feels so fucking connected to what we're going through at the moment. Like uh, Capricorn, you know, uh, every every sign is is a sort of a double edged sword. So, you, you know, you take the good with the bad. But in most cases, the strengths of a sign uh, reveal the weaknesses or the weaknesses reveal the strengths. It's like a seesaw of like, uh, uh, what we're doing. So, so if you're a, a Capricorn or if you have a lot of Capricorn in your chart, I'm not trying to fucking insult Capricorn right now. I'm just saying that, uh, as an archetype, Capricorn has some of these tendencies. So off the bat on a positive note, Capricorn goal oriented, grounded. It's an earth sign, right? It's forward moving. It, it, uh, Capricorns get fucking jobs done. They're uh, they put a lot of effort into shit, and it, it's it, it it shows. You know, they're they're gen. It's a genuine effort. You know, they're not like it's not a flaky energy, right? Um, but the bad things about Capricorn is that uh, as an archetype, it tends to like rule our relationship with authority, rule our relationship with our responsibility over self, which, which can be a positive thing, right? Your responsibility, how you, how you, uh, how you take care of yourself, your, your organization, that's all one thing. But Capricorn has this more dark sort of rigidity to it. Um, it's, uh, symbolized as, uh, you know, uh, Father Time or the Grim Reaper or, you, you know, just the, the sort of um, uh, devil over your shoulder that's, that's reminding you to, like, get to work. Uh, it's, it's the source of our, our shame and the source of our, uh, the source of our anxiety, the source of this, like, feeling that we're not advancing at the rate at which we would hope. So wherever Capricorn is in your chart, uh, there's a tendency to really focus on your responsibilities in life in this area of your chart. Um, for instance, if you're looking at your chart right now and Capricorn is on the third house of communication, then you're someone who has a responsibility to convey a message. Uh, let's say Capricorn is on your 11th house, then you're somebody who has a responsibility to the community and so forth based off of the energy that you have in Capricorn. And I'll hazard a guess that a lot of people who are watching this have a lot of planetary energy in Capricorn. Um, there's a lot of millennials who have um, Saturn, Uranus, Neptune, all these long-term planets in Capricorn, let alone the people who actually have birthdays in Capricorn, Capricorn moons, Capricorn ri risings. So really look at where this is in your chart. Um, because if, if you have a Capricorn rising right now, all this shit's fucking uh, affecting your 12th house or your first house. So it's either pulling from your subconscious, like uh, psychoanalytic, like really getting into your head, the depths of your psyche, or it's pulling from your first house of self and identity. And it's really like forcing you to look at your personal development, at what you're fucking doing at this time, right? So beyond just looking at where Capricorn and Aquarius is in your chart, there are transits happening happening specifically in Capricorn and Aquarius that we'll focus on. But first, I will talk about uh, Aquarius as an archetype. So Aquarius gets pinned as this sort of like, uh, you know, it's an air sign. So it's got like the floaty, like uh, eccentric energy to it. 
but uh, Aquarius always gets pinned as this like alien sort of like weird energy. It's like the fucking conspiracy theorist of uh, the Zodiac. And I, I feel like, you know, that that is one corner you can put it in. But um, there's more of like a humanitarian energy to Aquarius. Uh, it's the 11th sign. It has this... Uh, it has this humanitarian energy, this altruistic energy, the water bearer. It is providing for the community. It is looking at others. It is, it is altruistic. Again, it, 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 uh, it's an outward energy. It's, it's an extroverted, uh, care, you know? Um, so, uh, with Capricorn and Aquarius and with most signs in the Zodiac, that share a neighborhood there's usually like this this transference of energy between the two of them and from capricorn to aquarius in capricorn i see this strict authority i see this rigid um sort of uh rigid uh responsible energy and that goes into aquarius as this like humanitarian for the community energy so from the authority, from the authoritarian energy, the reaction from Aquarius is this communal, like, come together. We got to fucking look at what's going on right now. We got to practice empathy. We got to practice altruism. We got to, like, put ourselves into more of a communal collective headspace, right? Um, so that's kind of the, the uh, really quick explanation of um, Capricorn and Aquarius. But why the fuck am I talking about these signs specifically so much? So let's pull back this chart, look at it for a second. So we have Pluto in 24 degrees um, Capricorn and Jupiter in 24 degrees Capricorn. So I, I know I'm throwing a lot of fucking information at you guys, but uh, I know some of you understand astrology. I know some of you don't. So uh, we'll, we'll kind of do a back and forth of uh, trying to... Uh, cater to the beginners and the intermediates here so with both planets in the same degree of a sign what we call this in astrology is a conjunction um it also means that these two planets are in alignment right so we have jupiter and pluto conjunct each other or in alignment and um this is again a global transit that is affecting everybody right now and because they're these uh uh, long-term planets. And when I say long-term, I mean that the farther you get out in the solar system, um, the slower a uh, planet's orbit appears to be uh, from our geocentric location. So um, whereas uh, it takes Jupiter maybe uh, like 12 to 13 years to get through the entire zodiac, uh, it takes Pluto like 250 years or something. Correct me if I'm wrong on that. I don't have the numbers in front of me, but it takes a fucking long time for Pluto to go through the Zodiac. And Pluto's in Capricorn at the moment, and it's in 24 degrees Capricorn, and Jupiter is aligned with it in 24 degrees Capricorn. So uh, we've, talked about the Zo we've, we've talked about the Zodiacal energy. Uh, now we have to talk about the planetary energy. Um, because both Jupiter and Pluto have their own energies that they kind of uh, activate from within your natal chart, from within this global uh, astrological chart of now. And um, 
you, you know, when you look at this energy in your natal chart, you can think of it as kind of like a, a yeah, an activation or like a, a tool that you can use at your disposal. Um, <clears throat> on a global level, it's going to have more of an effect over the collective consciousness. So Jupiter is this optimistic energy, this expansive energy, this, this energy that um, uh, pulls you to focus on your ambitions, pulls you to focus on your growth, your progression. And, and just like uh, all the signs are kind of double-edged swords and have a good side and a bad side, Jupiter's good side is optimism, ambition. Uh, Jupiter's bad side is indulgence. Um, and expansion is uh, not necessarily good or bad. It can go either way. So if you think about expansion, um, expanding negative principles or expanding uh, negative feelings, um, expanding, uh, expand, like any, it, expansion can be negative, right? So moving forward, Pluto has its own energy as well. Um, Pluto is, uh, Hades is uh, the, you know, uh, Lord of the underworld, right? It's this uh, kind of like hellfire spawn of Satan energy from within the, the planetary archetypes. And uh, a lot of people look at Pluto as what is referred to as a malefic planet. Um, and that's just an astrological term. That means um, it can denote challenges or obstacles um, if it's an a negative aspect to anything in your chart at the moment but i don't like to fucking think that way um because you know it's it, it's kind of just like fatalist um but pluto has this this transformative energy to it right um so if you do kind of think about that archetype of of satan um or lucifer um or the idea that uh in a sense um we we traded our like view of reality like the clarity of reality for living in, in paradise so now we're made to walk through fucking hell but our eyes are fucking open um that is pluto energy it's this transformative energy it's, it's sometimes a reckless energy sometimes a destructive energy but with pluto i like to think of the destruction as destroying to create so an alignment between planets uh you can think about it as like these two energies are fusing and they're fusing at a specific spot in your chart but they're also fusing in the late degree of Capricorn. So with Capricorn, we see that authority. We see that goal orientedness. We see, um, we see the earthiness of Capricorn, the groundedness of Capricorn. Um, but more so right now, we see the fucking like sheer, uh, anxiety and, um, rigidity of Capricorn. Um, and Jupiter and Pluto are fusing in Capricorn, activating that energy and basically expanding this fucking transformative paradigm shift that we're going through. So really what I think is happening with, um, 
with Jupiter activating Pluto at the moment is it's seeing Pluto's energy of change, of transformation, of, of, of reckless destruction to create. And it's taking that and it's saying, you know, this has been fucking taking a long time. Like, what if we made this happen in like a fucking month, two months? And um, it's just taking the energy of change, of, of metamorphosis, that that of, of, of sort of a dark or taboo metamorphosis that Pluto knows, and it's speeding up that process, it's indulging in that process, and it's um, kind of activating everybody's, um, I guess in a weird way, our ambition to change, our ambition to transform. Um, and that would be like a positive way to use this energy is to expand your ambitions, right? To, to kind of like look at how you're uh, spending time and, and see what you can do throughout the day to kind of align yourself <coughs> to your aspirations. But like this, this energy could also play out negatively, right? Because Jupiter is sort of an indulgent energy. Um, Pluto's got this like dark uh, kind of taboo energy to it. So this could show people like indulging in their vices are, are really going into the fatalistic uh, dark space that Pluto is known for taking people. So be careful if you're one of those people who is choosing to navigate through your inner darkness at the moment. Um, make sure you're doing it with the goal of bringing something back that's useful, uh, that's, that's clarifying. Um, otherwise, it, it, it may be a, a pursuit that... Uh, does does more harm than good at the moment um and uh earlier in january we experienced this saturn conjunction to pluto and that was the real transit that i was worried about personally um because to me that looked like some like authoritarian um uprising um because saturn has this rigid air this this, this like sort of rigid um uh, energy to it. Each planet rules uh, a sign, or in certain cases, two signs. So Saturn rules Capricorn, Pluto rules Scorpio, Jupiter rules uh, Sagittarius, um, and in earlier uh, astrology, Pisces, but I, I use Jupiter as the ruler of Sagittarius. Um, it just makes more sense to me. Um, but Saturn and Capricorn go hand in hand together. Um, and that's why I'm saying we're feeling this like overarching Capricornian energy. We're, we're, we're really living the sign of Capricorn right now. So if you are a Capricorn and you feel fucking affected, like, yeah, this is definitely your time to feel like activated and tense because there's a lot of stuff happening in your chart um, that is, just uh shit you know for lack of a better word um but saturn's gone into aquarius and it's in the zeroth degree of aquarius and with these longer term planets we see uh, generally they 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 tend to make the same aspects at least three times over so saturn will um eventually go retrograde uh, Jupiter will eventually go retrograde, align with Pluto again, um, and you can expect to see these alignments happen uh, two to three times uh, as the planets go retrograde and pass over and then pass over again once they station direct. Um, 
So just because it transits over doesn't mean that we're, we're done experiencing it. Um, let's say you have a, la a late degree Capricorn uh, placement. Let's say you're, you're just, uh, your Capricorn's like 28 or your Saturn's 28 degrees Capricorn. Um, and you're, you think you're done with your Saturn return. You're not fucking done with your Saturn return because Saturn's going to go and it's going to activate your uh, natal Saturn placement again. Uh, once Saturn stations retrograde in a little while. So uh, we have the chance to feel some of this energy for the first time, um, discern how that feels, what's going down, uh, how it's affecting us personally, how it's affecting us globally. And then uh, we have the chance to um, kind of prepare for the next time that shit happens if the planet goes retrograde and we experience it again. With Saturn moving into Aquarius, uh, what this sh shows is that, uh, first off, a lot of uh, my listeners who have uh, early 90s birthdays uh, are going to uh, start experiencing their Saturn returns. So if you have your chart right now, look at the placement of Saturn. Uh, if your Saturn is anywhere between 0 and 6 degrees Aquarius, or uh, 25 and 29 degrees Capricorn, um, you're in the midst or in the, in the middle of your, your Saturn return. Those with the later degrees uh, Saturns are, are due to experience the climax of their Saturn return, maybe around uh, uh, February 2021. But for those with late degree Capricorns, like you are very much in the, the thick of it right now. And it's, it's a, um, these are uh, foundational challenges to self. Basically, um, you're, you're, you're being asked if you are in alignment with your authenticity, which I know seems like a subjective thing to ask of someone. Um, but essentially, uh, are you playing your role fucking well like are you do you know who you are you know and this can be a very challenging time this can be a a, a despondent time a time in which you lose sight of who you are and i, I want to remind everybody that this you know what's going on in the background or the foreground however you view it is we're going through a global pandemic we're going through a paradigm shift we're going through a shift of consciousness and it's all happening very fast um and, you know, we're allowed to feel despondent. So if you have days where you're in a hole and you just want to be in bed, like that's we're, we're self-isolating now. It's 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 totally within reason to have those days of dissociation, to have those days of despondence. But the, the energy of the astrology right now is really trying to activate people into motion, into um, embracing a transformation. And I know that's a weird word to use. That doesn't mean to embrace the chaos that we're in or to embrace uh, the negativity or the darkness or the death. It means to sort of uh, look at the change um, and see how we can make use of the metamorphosis that we're going through right now. So Saturn, both Saturn and Mars are in the early degrees of Aquarius. And so I want to talk about Mars for a second. Mars uh, as a planet is this very physical energy. It pulls you into your body. Earlier I talked about how it's this protagonistic energy and it, uh, it, it, it kind of like denotes 
your inner hero, your connection to self. It's, it can be a selfish energy. It can be an egoic energy. Like Pluto, Mars is also uh, thought of as a malefic planet. So um, wherever it is in your chart or if it's in hard aspect to anything, it, uh, it could cause challenges and obstacles. But personally, I don't like to fucking think that way. Again, I feel like Mars invigorates us. Mars gives us this like physical energy. It, it gives us the ability to put work into something. But I, I feel like it could be sort of uh, an intense energy at this time. And why am I saying that? Because Saturn and Mars are so close <coughs> in the sign of Aquarius. And Mars is pulling us into our bodies. Um, Mars is providing us with this physical awareness. Um, and because it's in Aquarius, it's a physical awareness that is projected onto the community. And you see that with this, um, this kind of desire for people to, uh, uh, you know, take care of their community by self-isolating. Um, uh, and, you know, basically by, uh, it's, it's this very physically aware moment. And I, I feel like, the physical awareness is going to be the source of a lot of anxiety. It's going to be the source of a lot of stress right now. Um, so it's really, really, really fucking important right now that people have healthy physical outlets. Um, obviously ones that stay within whatever your regional uh, isolation policies are. But making sure that your body is care for, cared for and not just on like the self-care, like take a bath level, like uh, making sure that you have an outlet for this, this Mars Aquarius energy. Because this Martian energy, what it does if you don't have a fucking healthy outlet for it is it stagnates and it becomes frustration. It becomes tension in relationships. It becomes irritability. Um, and it, it, it just really feels like shit to not express your fucking Mars um, in a way that is productive, progressive, and allows you to fucking uh, sort of feel that physical awareness without having the anxiety and the frustration coupled with it. Um, it can be a very aggressive energy as well. So healthy physical outlets, creative outlets. Um, these are going to be really important um, this week. Uh, moving forward, we have, uh, one second. So uh, Venus recently went into Gemini and, um, I feel like, uh, this is like a transit that sort of kind of got swept under the rug just because of all the Capricorn and Aquarius transits. Um, it, you know, it, people aren't really focusing on these sort of smaller transits of, let's say, like Venus moving into to Gemini or any of the, the lunar transits that are happening. But Venus moving into Gemini, um, again, uh, it, it, it drives home um, because Venus rules Libra, Venus rules Taurus. So we, we're going back to sort of that Libra ideal of like aesthetic harmony balance. Uh, Venus shows us where our inner harmony lies. So Venus moving into Gemini. And if you look at your chart, wherever you have Gemini, you're due for Venus activating that area of your chart in a very pleasant way. Right. Uh, 
Gemini is an air sign, so it's reflective energy. So it, it's, it's, it's about learning aspects of your identity through your reflection in others. Um, and I know that sounds weird. Uh, essentially, um, you can gain a, a better self-understanding through judging um, how uh, you affect others and how others uh, kind of respond to you. Um, and so I think with sort of the graceful energy of Venus and with the communicative energy of Gemini, what this transit is urging us to do is to fucking give people space. And I'm not talking about physical space. Um, because that's a fucking default right now, six feet of physical space. But give people cushion. Give people space to be present in this shit, to be despondent, to be dissociative, to have days of depression, to have days of sort of manic uh, outbursts. You know, it's, 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 it's a really intense time. And if you're giving people space, They'll provide you that space back when you have a day that's not a hundred. And I don't think anybody's fucking feeling a hundred uh, during these days. Uh, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. I feel like everybody's uh, in a pretty intense state right now. So the Venus in Gemini reminds us, hey, we're all fucking reflections of each other. We're reflections of the people we love the most in this life. We're reflections of the people we hate the most. So, you know, give people space to, to deal with the, the energy on both a personal level and a collective level. It's not that hard to do. Um, it's not that hard to do. So what else is going on here? A, a little bit of dead air for a second. Um, Yeah, uh, if you're looking at your personal chart, um, I think it's really important to look at, um, first of all, where Capricorn and Aquarius are in your chart, where Aries is in your chart, um, and where Gemini is in your chart. Maybe the late degrees of Pisces as well. I'm going to get to that. Um, Neptune and Mercury recently had a conjunction in Pisces. Um, on the 10th of March, we finished uh, the last uh, Mercury retrograde, um, and Mercury started making its way through the chart again, and it activates Neptune. And uh, I feel like the way this was channeled is um, more on the deceptive level than the sort of artistic level. Um, and I feel like we see it in the news and we feel, I feel like we see it in the information that, that people are choosing to share with each other. And it's just, um, it's a murky time, you know, uh, what, what, what Mercury, uh, encourages people to do during murky times is to, uh, leverage their intellect to, um, strengthen and sharpen their mental, uh, th th their relation to their, their mental faculties. So, so basically, it's, it's, it's this cerebral energy, this energy that calls on you to focus on how you think. And um, because it has this alignment to Neptune 
at the moment. Um, the collective thought pattern right now is one that is very foggy, is one that uh, is prone to deception, is one that is uh, prone to feelings of disillusionment or hopelessness right now. And um, these are all uh, Neptunian characteristics. These are all Piscean, Pisces characteristics. Um, and so what I think, um, beyond just being encouraged to fucking think right now, uh, what this uh, Neptune-Mercury alignment is encouraging people to do is uh, to, to basically, uh, Im like, sort of, Focus on that that subjective strength of Pisces, that mystical strength of Pisces, and and look at your personal. I, I don't want to fucking call it spirituality, but look at your like personal con connection to, um, you know, your intuition. Uh, if there's if you have like a mystical tendency or a spiritual tendency, you know, really uh, pull those into focus right now and and, and look look at that shit. Um, if you study astrology, look at astrology. If you, if you, if you do tarot, like start, start pulling cards in the morning, you know, really, um, uh, whatever, whatever fucking mystical or, uh, I guess, uh, transcendental undertaking you can not necessarily distract yourself with, but, uh, leverage for the, the betterment of your mental state at the moment, uh, is definitely encouraged by this transit. Um, with, uh, I, I want to like for a second just explain um, what Chiron is uh, because I feel like a lot of people don't know um, what Chiron even is in the chart. So if we just enlarge this, you, you see the symbol. It's green and it's it looks like a K. Um, in six degrees of Aries, uh, very near to the sun at the moment. Um, so that's Chiron, and uh, Chiron's in six degrees of Aries, and Chiron throughout the chart is known as the wounded healer. So right now, wherever Aries in your chart is, it's being activated by the wounded healer that is Chiron. So you could also look at your natal chart and see where your Chiron placement is in your natal chart. Um, it could be anywhere. It could be in Cancer. It could be in uh, it could be in Libra. Um, but at the moment, Chiron in six degrees Aries is basically going to be activating this very ferocious, this this very aggressive sort of um, focus on your your emotional state, uh, perhaps past like traumas, past memories that are very intense. Because Chiron is the wounded healer, it draws up energy of wounds um, that we've experienced in the past, um, and you know that that seems like oh wow, this what a fucking shit uh, planetary energy. Um, well, first, it's not a fucking planet; uh, it's a comet cluster in between uh, Jupiter and Saturn, I think, and uh, you know we're really focusing on the first half of the wounded healer by saying it's wounded, but the second half is it's a healer. And so the idea is that through these traumas, through these past wounds, um, the scars that we have uh, become 
these uh, sources of wisdom, these sources of, of healing that we're able to enact in our interactions with others, in our interactions with the world. So kind of judging these like negative memories as uh, processes that um, have led to uh, some wisdom, at the very least uh, preventative wisdom to, um, uh, you know, make, make it so you, you don't experience these wounds again in your life. But what it's, what it's essentially drawing on in Aries is this, this uh, collective physical frustration. It's reinforcing... It's reinforcing this, this Mars-Saturn transit, which I was talking about earlier. Um, and it's really showing us that now is a time of, of uh, innate physical stress. So um, going back to the points I've made, uh, I just kind of want to do like a summation because I've been talking for like an hour straight now. Um, basically, the astrology of this week... Uh, draws our focus to our physical awareness and it does this on uh, a very singular and self-focused level but it is a collective energy that we're all going through at the moment so everybody is being drawn to focus on their bodies on their units of uh you know their 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 spacesuits essentially um and really doing that work of focusing on your physical being for the collective, for the community, is, is what's being encouraged of the current astrology. So you're being encouraged to give space to others, encouraged to um, try to commune with that inner sense of harmony, with that inner sense of balance, your we're being encouraged to gracefully navigate this moment of transformation, to gracefully navigate this paradigm shift that we're all experiencing at the same time. And if you're feeling that physically aware stress, that physical frustration on um, just a, a level which you feel like you can't handle, um, the astrology is encouraging that you make those physical outlets, those healthy physical outlets accessible, those creative outlets accessible, those spiritual outlets in your life accessible. It's not telling you to sit down and fucking make a list of what you have to do in the week. It's not telling you um, to focus on your ambition, to focus on your work, to focus on mending relationships. It's telling you to focus on you. It's telling you to focus on your body and your existence and um this is a, this is a challenging thing right um you know so, some people are going to 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 take on this task with with a, a bit more confidence than others i would say most people are uncomfortable with all of this direct spotlight energy on their personhood on their physical being so um if you are feeling that uh, insane physical stress that uh, co comes with a, a pandemic that really it really puts us all back into our bodies. Um, I advise that you make a list of what you've been doing to to cope with this pandemic. Um, and I'm not just talking about uh, your daily routine. I, I, I'm talking about the the literal uh, the way in which you have been spending your time. Um, 
you know, rank your coping mechanisms on a fucking scale of healthy to to unhealthy or uh, on a scale of sustainable to unsustainable or on a, a scale of idealistic to uh, completely like undoable or I guess idealistic or completely objective. Um, but uh, I, I feel like a lot of people are are falling into negative coping mechanisms at this time. Um, and that's what happens when we're we're uh, put back into our bodies in such a forceful way by the the fucking collective unconscious uh, this this uh, this global health crisis that could also very much uh, turn into and I think is already turning into a, a mental health crisis. So um, like globally. So we, we got three minutes left, um, and I've been talking this entire time, and this is kind of exactly what I wanted to do with the time. But moving forward, I, I, I want this to be sort of an open door. Um, I was thinking about mostly doing it Sunday at noon, but, you know, that time doesn't work for everybody. So the, um, the audio for this will be recorded, um, and you can listen back. Um, uh, I'll, I'll post links to that. I don't know on my Instagram or somewhere that is accessible. Um, but moving forward with this, I would like to, uh, make it more interactive for you. So if you have your personal chart out, um, uh, you know, not this episode, but next episode, I would love to, to read your personal charts or, or answer any questions you have for me. Um, maybe do a Q and a, um, and really uh, make this more of like a community uh, sort of interactive astrological workshop. Um, so yeah, that's that's it. Uh, that was the first episode of The Days Are Different. I'm Nico Daunt. You can follow me uh, on Instagram at Nico Daunt. Um, I'm on Twitch, VR Nico. Uh, and you can also email me, uh, Nico at NicoDaunt.com. Um, I'll be home, uh, indefinitely. So I got a lot of time now. Uh, thanks for, for tuning in today. I, I, I love, uh, I love having people watch this and I love having an outlet to share this. Uh, thanks to Vern's world for hosting, um, and burn just for everything they do for the community. Um, I, I, I don't know. I have so much love for uh, the, the sort of virtual art movement that, that's kind of uh, coming out of this uh, straight up gnarly time to be alive. All right, and that's the hour. I love you all. Thanks for tuning in. Bye.